Hey, and here we are with another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Uh, Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Hoff, Evan Lee Peck, as always with me. This just in, Evan. Graham Merce just threw another interception. <laughs> Notre Dame's running it back for a pick six. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't surprise And me. also this just in. Got to get one more just this in. Miles Garrett has sacked Justin Fields again. Unbelievable. Still giving, still Bears offensive line still giving up sacks four games, four days after the game happened. Imagine being a Wisconsin fan and a Chicago Bears fan. It's a tough weekend for big, you. Big cat, Barcelona, big cat, man. That's unfortunate. That podcast that they did on Monday was depressing. But to do it. But if you're a Notre Dame fan and a Green Bay Packers fan and a Cleveland Browns fan or a Minnesota Vikings fan or a LA Rams fan, it was a good time for you. Or but those ooh. Colts. 0-3 still. Woo! Yeah, not, not no the best. No uh, Winless. The two main NFL teams from our area, the Bears and the Colts, not doing too hot. Combined 1-5. and five. It's probably not going to change much either. Nope. Nope. Schedule doesn't get easier for either team. Nope. As, well, the Colts says a little bit, but the Bears, it is not. This is, this is it. They play the Lions this week, and that's it. Anyway, that's our national talk for the week. Let's get back to the local stuff that people... Who listen to this podcast want to hear about? Um, we have a lot to get through and not much time to do it, so we're going to kind of go relatively quickly because we have an interview at the end of this podcast with the Northwood Girls Golf Team. Uh, we went and talked to them Monday afternoon as they get ready for the state tournament, uh, which is spoiler they qualified for the state tournament. Uh, shot which a three. Is spoiler, that's why we <laughs> talked to them. Shot a shot a three twenty as a team to advance to the state meet, and uh, that's not it though because. History was made by Northwood senior Sybil Stilson on the regional Friday. She shot a 62, which is a state tournament record. It's the lowest score ever shot in a competitive IHSAA round, whether it be sectional, regional, state. Um, broke the record of Annabella Pancake was the previous record. The last name was really Pancake. Pancake, yes. Two wow. She, she shot a 64 in 2019. And she is now playing at Clemson University. So, if we're wondering where Sybil Stilson is at, she's a Power 5 uh, golfer right now. That makes um, it even more impressive because mm-hmm. originally when I saw the score, I thought I saw that it was just a regional record. It was. A, we, yeah, when we were looking at it initially, we just saw a regional record. But then we looked, Adam Yoder, the coach, looked at it even more and was like, no, that's a state record regardless of round. So. Wow. It's pretty amazing. Sectional, so, regional, so the, state. Uh, D one offers might start flowing in. If they already at the haven't, last if they already haven't, then they probably will be at this point for Sybil Silson. She's that great, and uh, she shot the single greatest round in tournament history. Uh, congratulations to her. Uh, we talked to her a little bit about that in our interview later today. Uh, we also will have to talk about Sybil Stilson a little bit more before we get to our interview with her. So a little teaser for you there. Uh, she might have won some award that we give out every week now. I, I you know, just, just saying. Um, what award is that? I, we'll we give out wait, You have to wait and see to find out. Yeah, the uh, the Goshen News, um, your awesome award. Just a high five. It's what you get. Um, along with another award that we give out. So, um, get a fist bump. Fist bump. Right for COVID protocols. Right. And also before. You know, before we get shout out, Carissa Dyer from Northridge, sophomore, also qualified for the state meet, shot an 81 at the regional. She was the last score to get out, the last player to qualify to state from the Kendallville regional. Congratulations to her. She gets to go down and play two rounds at the state course, Prairie View Golf Course, 
uh, Friday and Saturday uh, in Carmel. Yours truly will be there for the Saturday round. So stay tuned for some updates, some riveting updates from Girls Golf State. Uh, your Saturday will be a little busy too. You've got a Northern little, Lakes Conference cross country in the morning. A little, a little busy. And then a top ten matchup in South Bend, Notre Dame at Cincinnati. It's going to be raining, that? raining all day too. Apparently, I know. I got to bring some rain gear down to Carmel. So not in the morning, but during game time, like in South Bend, it's supposed to be like sixty percent chance of that's fair weather. Right rain there. That's right football now. weather right there, baby. Here we go. Unless it's thunderstorms, then you're that the, wouldn't be great. As long as there's no lightning, you're fine. So. We'll Flashbacks see. of the South Florida game from 2012 or 13, 2011. Notre Dame, South Florida, 2011. Look it up. Game went about nine hours because of all the weather delays. So, and Notre Dame lost, and Brian Kelly was like fuming. It's like where they. That's like one of the more infamous Brian Kelly red face memes is from. Is if that happens, South Florida. If that happens Saturday, I'll cry. If there's that many delays, hey, over <laughs> overtime, baby, overtime. Think about the pay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, we'll we'll um, you want to talk about Notre Dame Cincinnati? Want to give a little recap of Wisconsin? I know it's not technically in the rundown here, but uh, Irish man, they just kept on intercepting Graham Mertz and running it back for touchdowns at the end. Uh, who would have thought a, a Chris Tyree kickoff return would have changed the game so much? Let me tell um, you, man, I had Wisconsin. I picked them twenty seventeen. I had a prediction of Notre Dame by two touchdowns on this podcast last week, and that was holding. Pretty well until the pick six has happened. So yeah, no. well before that wasn't holding very well. Cause it was twenty four to thirteen. Thirteen. What are you talking it about? was thirteen to ten. Wisconsin. Yeah, but my, the my, by the end of the game, my prediction was almost there. Twenty four thirteen. So, I, but then they kept on running touchdowns back. So yep. Biggest thing was uh, Wisconsin. In order to have success, uh, keep the hand out of keep the hand keep the ball out of Graham Hurts Graham Mertz hands. You know because uh, he's terrible through the air. They run the ball. That's well, what they do. It's hard to keep it out of his hand. He's the quarterback. He takes well, the ball he can hand play. the ball off. I'm saying throwing the ball. But, you know, Wisconsin had rushed for over 500 yards in their first two games. Notre Dame held them to 74. And obviously, that's kind of the difference maker. If, if Wisconsin's best part of their offense isn't working, they're not going to have a lot of success. And that's what right. happened. So. Right. Obviously, maybe a little bit of different challenge this week for Notre Dame. Top 10 team coming to town. Cincinnati um, hasn't played anybody. I haven't hey, been. Indiana. I haven't really been too impressed with uh, how their you know veteran quarterback has played so far this year. He's great played last IU. year. Come on, don't disrespect the Hoosiers. Like I actually that. feel way better about Notre Dame winning this game than I did about them beating Wisconsin. Mm-mm. So, no. no, I mean I still think Notre Dame will win Saturday, but this is be a this will be a much more competitive game, I think. Well, yeah, I don't think they're going to be throwing Ratner, he might two be, pick sixes he in might, the fourth quarter. Right, he might be he might be like starting starting slow for his standards, but he's a way better quarterback than Graham Mertz. Like, what'd you say, Spencer Rattler? Who's that? Well, no, it's, a, it's an Oklahoma. That's the Oklahoma quarterback. Desmond Desmond Ritter. Right, Desmond, Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Sorry, I, wow, I didn't write it down beforehand. So, like, that's where you. I'm like, why where, are we talking about Spencer? That's Rattler. where you get caught off. He well, also hasn't been that he, impressive. He, my point still stands. Spencer Rattler hasn't been but playing well. He's not going to be in South Bend. <laughs> Neither has Desmond Ritter, the Cincinnati quarterback. Um, yeah, those Desmond Ritter. Sorry, I know the Rattler family. I'm sure is listening. Um, Desmond Ritter. Yeah, he might not be playing as well as up to what we expect him to, but he's still much more talented than Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz had one game against Illinois last year, and all this hype's been about him. Dude, I could throw five touchdowns against Illinois. Like, and then he got COVID. And that's a testament to how bad Nebraska is. COVID um, ruined him, I think. Really did. Yes. So, 
Look, I think Notre Dame wins on Saturday. It's going to be close. We'll see how it goes, but I'm feeling relatively confident that Notre Dame gets past this. And then, I mean, Georgia Tech might be the hardest game left on their schedule. Like, who would have thought we'd be saying that at this point? But USC is 2-2. UNC is 2-2. Virginia Tech is... That's what? a dumb thing to say. What are they? The Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is like four and zero or three and one or something. They're playing. They lost to Northern Illinois in the first week. Yeah. Since then, they've rattled off three really solid wins. They beat lost North to Carolina. Clemson. They're two and barely two. beat North. Barely lost to Clemson. They're they're, they're not three and one. They or might be the best team that Notre Dame plays the rest you're of the way. You're sounding like Stephen A. Smith right now. You don't know what you're talking about. Stanford. When it comes to college, hey, at football. least I'm not like Mike Wilbon <laughs> up here being like Lane Kiffin's an idiot. I mean. Well, sometimes he is, but he's a pretty good uh, offensive-minded coach. I Lane Kiffin has like matured in the last couple of years. So the, Will Bond thinking he's like 2008 Lane Kiffin still. Um, anyway, all yes. I'm saying is Virginia Notre Dame schedule that was all UNC mighty. USC still better than Georgia Tech, but yeah, it's not as hard as it was. Georgia Tech before. just stomped North Carolina. They just stomped them last week. Doesn't matter. Georgia Tech might be the hardest team Notre Dame has left. I wouldn't be worried about Georgia Tech. I'm not saying to be worried about Georgia Tech. I'm just saying that might be the hardest team left on Notre Dame's schedule after this week. Okay. I'm done arguing about Notre Dame's schedule. Or Stanford. Why not? Stanford. <laughs> yeah. They, Stanford's, uh, they, after, after they lost to K-State, Stanford's been okay. So If they don't go at least 10-2 now, I mean, I, I'd be I mean, shocked. 12-0 has to be the goal at this point. Like, I mean, that's always that that's that always the goal. The, goal. Beginning, but like, <laughs> the realistic expectation you could be twelve and zero at this point. If yeah. they beat, especially if they went Saturday, if they get past Cincinnati. That's very yeah. doable. Probably. Twelve and zero is within reach. And um, they're gonna are, are they gonna sneak back into the college football playoff at twelve and zero? They could. I mean, Clemson's not gonna be there. You know mm-hmm. that opens up a spot. The ACC's not getting a team now. Some SEC teams in the top ten will Alabama you know, and, like this beat what, each other. Out. Alabama and Georgia have to be like doing jumping jacks because like as long as they went out and they play a close game in the SEC championship game, both are going to the playoff. You know, so the SEC like the Clemson with two losting really opens up the gate more for Georgia to get in than it did anybody else this past weekend. So yeah, like pretty much don't screw it up, Georgia, and you're going to be in. Like don't get blown out by Florida at this rate, and you're in. So. They can't lose to Florida at all, or they won't be in. If right. Florida wins out, well, what if what if Georgia loses to Florida close? Florida goes to the SEC championship game and loses to Alabama again. Would they take one loss Georgia over two loss Florida? Probably. Yeah. Okay, we got sidetracked. Um, that's a discussion for December when we actually know who's like on one loss and things like that. But it's fun to talk about now. It is fun. But to you talk know what about else is fun to talk about? High school, school area football. High school football? Yeah, some riveting stuff, let me tell you. Uh, a lot of blowouts last week. Yep, not a lot of uh, competitive games. Even Concord and Mishawaka was 38-24 final. But, like, Concord won, was leading 31-8 to at the halftime. Mishawaka kind of made it fun. Second half, scored a touchdown, got an onside kick, scored another touchdown. It was like, wait, here come the cavemen. But then, uh, nope, Minutemen, man, they are they're rolling right now. They're rolling. Five and one, four and zero oh in the conference. Um, seems like all roads lead to a showdown with Warsaw in Week Nine for the NLC Championship. Uh, I 
Craig Kaler was not thrilled that I mentioned that in the post-game interview. <laughs> he was like, we are not thinking about the Warsaw Tigers. Let me tell you. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Which is fine. Like, that's what every coach should say. But, like, they go to Plymouth this week. Plymouth's bad. They should beat them. Warsaw hosts Wallasee this week. Wallasee is bad. Warsaw should win. Week 8, Warsaw plays Northwood. Northwood could be pesky. They're a pesky team this year. Uh, I don't think they're going to beat Warsaw, but they're going to give Warsaw a game. And then Concord plays Northridge, who is injury depleted at this point, and they're not what their record says they are, probably. So, look, all roads, all roads lead to Jake Field on October fifteenth. Concord Warsaw for the conference championship. What a fun game! You'll be there. Oh yeah, I forgot because you. I won't be because you won't be. I'll be. In you will not be in town. I'll be out of town. Unfortunately, I will not be there for the. Potential Concord coronation of uh, the NLC championship. So, that's well, exciting. Mm-hmm. The next day, though, is going to be terrible for me. It's not going to be that bad. Three events. You'll be fine. Back to back to back all day. Yes. Wow. Welcome to journalism, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to the business. Um, that's a lot. It but is a lot. We will do it and cover it because so, that's our job. Because we have the best sports coverage in the area. That's why. So, wow, way to call people out. I'm not calling anybody <laughs> out. It's a fact. We have the best coverage in the area. We have covered, as of today, we covered 69 of our 75 fall sports teams in person this year. It's a nice amount. It is a nice number, yes. Um, we've done a good job of seeing every, almost seeing everybody at least once in the regular season. We're going to probably catch everyone that we haven't seen so far in the postseason. We're going to be able to claim that we saw everybody so that way no mom can yell at us being like, you don't cover our team. But then well, guess what? Like, we you covered didn't cover your team. them enough. Yeah. We didn't cover them. Right, right. Sure. Um, you know, I'm pretty proud of that. So, um, anyway, back to football. Uh, last week we mentioned it. Northridge kind of just depleted. Northwood took it to them, 42 to eight. Um, felt bad in a sense for Northridge because they're they were playing really well those first four weeks, and I mean, injuries happen. You know, it's sports and. You know, Chad Epley had a lot of momentum going with the program, and not saying this is like a program killer these this season, but like they could still obviously rebuild and come back next. Sometimes year. all it takes is one injury to completely derail a season, right? And when you lose your starting quarterback and who also plays safety for you, and then your backup gets COVID contact traced out, you know you're playing a third string quarterback against Warsaw in Northwood. That's not who is also banged up on Friday, right? Northwood like did get injured. Injury. With Caden Lone getting hurt, but we'll see how he is for Friday. When they go to Mishawaka, that'll be a good game. There's no way he plays. He, like, felt a pop, went down. He's going to be done probably, backup, backup quarterback, my guess, for a backup, couple weeks at least. Backup quarterback played well, though. He did. Owen, uh, what's his last name? Do you ever know? Well, I don't want to pronounce it wrong, but it should be Ritter. So Desmond Ritter? Yeah. <laughs> Ritter, 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 Oh, yeah, not. he looked good. He looked really good. It helps that he has a couple of really tall wide receivers and Payne and Tuggle he can throw it to. Just throw it up there and see if they can catch it, right? So, so. But yeah, I really don't feel like they'll miss. It'll be as big of an issue as it has been for Northridge for Northwood. So Yeah. Should be an interesting game. I'm, gonna, I'm intrigued to see how Mishawaka, if they have Justin Fisher back, that's a big player for them at the quarterback spot. You know, they're basically out of the NLC race. They're 2-2 two and two in conference. You know, with losses to Warsaw and Concord, like, does Mishawaka, 
are they there, so to say, on Friday night? Like, are they invested? I'm, I'm going to be intrigued. I mean, I know that I know Coach Keith Kinder will have them ready to go, but I don't know. Maybe it's a game Northwood. I mean, Northwood is still in this NLC race. Like, people like us, we're going to just get Concord Warsaw, and that's fine because it's probably going to be those two. But I mean, Northwood, they win this week, upset Warsaw. I mean, it's right. You know, like if, like if they went out and Warsaw beats Concord, I mean, that's a three-way tie for the NLC championship between Northwood, Concord, Warsaw. So, yep. I mean, it's and Northwood's a what one point away from being undefeated in conference play. They lost it by one point in overtime to Concord. So, like, they're right there. Like, once again, so I said preseason, right? Like, yes, they're young, but I can never count out Northwood. Like, they just that program's always solid. Nate Andrews will always have those guys ready to go. And sure enough, here they are in week seven with a chance still to win the NLC, at least earn a tie of it. Um, so, hey, kudos to them for getting in this position to be ready to go for that. So They play pretty, pretty well game. on uh, defense, and I think that'll bode well for Warsaw's type of offense that they run. Keep it all in front of them, you mm-hmm. know. So. Yeah, it should be an interesting game. should be a quick game, maybe, knock on wood. So. I mean, Northwood, Northwood likes to throw it through the air like now, apparently. It. It's not a running team as mm-hmm. much anymore. So, so shift our attention a little bit to the NECC. Had a couple big results, no pun intended, um, from the NECC big division. West Noble beat Garrett 20-19 to on the last second field goal by Julio Macias. Fairfield then beat Angola 26-14. So, as of right now, the NECC Big Division is led by 2-1 West Noble. Garrett, Fairfield, and Lakeland are all 1-1, and Angola is 1-2 in conference play. I say that because we could have some fun here in the next couple weeks with the NECC Big Division. Going into So, this week's games, you have Lakeland against West Noble and Garrett against Fairfield. If... Well, uh, Lakeland and Garrett win this week. And then next week, Fairfield beats Lakeland and Angola beats Garrett. All five NECC big division teams will finish 2-2 two and two in conference play. It's never happened before in the NECC's history in any sport. Uh, that would be insane. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, I know that conference titles, like, they mean they do mean something to kids and, to, you know, programs. You could put a number on a board, right? But... A five-team tie would be uh, insane. Now, if West Noble wins Friday, they're three and one. That's that's all a moot point. Uh, so they would they would be at least a share of the championship, and then the only team after that that could get them would be like Garrett or Fairfield. If, depending on whoever wins that Garrett Fairfield game, that has a chance to tie West Noble at three and one, because West Noble beat Garrett. Garrett is only, or and then West Noble's only loss was Tangola in the NECC, so it would still work out. No tiebreakers in the conference, so 3-1 and one and 3-1, and one, they would be co-big division champs. I think um, West Noble will win. Feel, I don't, I don't pretty know. Confident it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I know Sheila, West Noble grad, is like, yeah. Um, it's going to be a close game on Friday. Lakeland, they're 2-4, and four, but they could have easily beaten Churubusco. They were right there against Busco, and they were, I mean, they took Central Noble down to the wire for the most part last week, too. It was, 14-14 in the fourth quarter, and you know Central Noble scores a couple touchdowns late to kind of get some breathing room and win. But I mean they're two and four, but they they've definitely played better at times. Like they're the Garrett game, they they, they played terrible. There's no doubt about, doubt about that one. Uh, but 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 
But but I think it's going to be a close game. West Oval, that's all they've done this year is play close games, except Angola and Eastside. So, but no one's playing Eastside close except Loris, who's going to beat him by forty. So, um, it is what it is. So so yeah, Friday's slate should be. Uh, I don't know what this should be, to be honest. West Noble, Lakeland to decide the NECC big winner. Uh, Goshen Northwood, Northridge, both struggling. Who can get a win? You know, a much-needed right, win. Right, Got to get off the schneid for both those teams right there. Uh, like we mentioned, Wawasee goes to Warsaw. Uh, the uh, college football playoff Indy welcoming committee will be there for a tailgate or something. Where? At Wawasee at Warsaw. It's a weird... Game to they picked it like preseason, the the one to go up north, and they thought, let's go to Wawasee at Warsaw. That's that'll sell. So yeah, if you're going down there, going to the going to Warsaw, you get a chance to maybe like win some prizes, courtesy of the college football playoff welcoming committee, because the national title game is in Indianapolis this year. So it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be convenient? Notre Dame. Hey, <laughs> I, I mean, it would be. We could probably get, we could probably do team coverage if Notre Dame is in, in Indianapolis. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, um, definitely. So, um, yeah, uh, Concord at Plymouth, like we mentioned, uh, Northwood at Mishawaka, and then in the NECC, Fairfield goes to Garrett, West Noble hosts Lakeland, uh, and that's that's all of our area teams, I think. So, yeah. So there you go, football week seven. We'll talk more about it next week, obviously. Yep, coming down the wire. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's quickly pivot to girls soccer. Uh, big win last night for the Goshen girls soccer team, two to one over Concord. They have earned a share of the NLC championship for the first time since 2014. They will, uh, they can win it outright if Northridge either beats Warsaw or ties against Warsaw on Thursday. If Warsaw beats Northridge, Warsaw is the outright or Warsaw is a co champ with Goshen. So I was confused about that video that you took last night of that game. At the end? Because on the scoreboard it looked like there's a few seconds left whenever right. they were celebrating. When, Con- when Concord scored there was probably like two seconds left on the scoreboard, but the referees didn't stop the clock and the, the guys upstairs didn't stop the clock either, so time ran out, and that was it. So, But they scored before the time ran out. Right. That's what I'm confused about. I don't know why they didn't re- – I don't know why they were, didn't, like, stop it, but they just decided it, Was to. the Concord coach not even mad? He didn't seem too upset to me, at least after the game, talking to me. Um, it's very weird. Maybe he was a little frustrated in the moment, but, like, here's, here's the thing. So, like, yes, there was still time on the clock. The – the goal counts. If the goal is going to count, that means there has to be at least one second on the clock, right? When the when this ball goes in. Mm-hmm. So yes, sh- they should have gone to midfield and kicked off. Now Goshen's going to be the one kicking off. So like, it would have taken like some random act of God or a penalty that no one's ever heard of to like set up a Concord PK in that two seconds, right? To like maybe Concord could tie the game, like. The game was over in that moment. It was over, like spiritually, technically not. It should have. They should have still gone oh. through with the. It's like trying to kick the extra point. You know, you, you know what the issue is here? So the goal did count. Yeah, the goal counted. It was a two-one game. But I thought it was two to one at that point. They scored. No, to tie it was two nothing, and okay. then they scored to make it two. Now it makes sense. Now it makes total sense. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that would. 
I thought they just didn't count the goal. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was 2-0. Okay. And then it was 2-1 Makes total after sense that though. goal. Okay. So it would have taken a miracle, like legitimately a miracle for Concord to tie the game at that point still. But it's like it's like I was trying to say, it's like kicking the extra point after you score the game-winning touchdown. Like, you don't need to do it. Like, the, re- the refs were cool with the two seconds to go off the clock. Let's not bring everyone to midfield and try to kick kick off. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have celebrated at all then if I was a Concord player. But I don't think they really realize... It, it's hard not to like naturally react in a positive way when you score a goal, right? Not if there's no time left. But they didn't realize how little time was on the clock. Like maybe they thought there were still five seconds or something. You like, never yeah, know. and then they're like, no. Right, it's a very strange moment. Um, but congrats to Goshen. That kind of came out of nowhere a little bit this year. I, I told Myron Bontrager, their coach, after the game, I was like, you know, I don't know how many of us smart people would have thought you would have been here because Warsaw is really solid. And Northridge is usually really solid in the conference. And I don't know how many people thought Goshen was – maybe they were a year away. Like, they're a little young. They only got five seniors, I think, which is pretty young for soccer. Uh, so, and they got much most of their talent coming back next year. So, I don't know how many people, you know, necessarily looking at that team would have been like, yes, like they're going to win the conference. But, hey, here they are. And now they get to play Northridge next week in the sectional, a team that they – Lost to their only NLC loss was to Northridge. Now they get to play them at Northridge next week in the in the sectional, uh, which is pretty cool. Speaking of sectionals, the brackets have come out. Evan, we're talking about the girls sectionals now, so you can read off the girls sectional brackets, uh, and then I will read off the boys soccer sectional brackets, and we will go from there. How about that? So. Oh wow, we have uh, boys tennis, boys soccer, girls soccer, all these brackets. Boys tennis sectionals begin next week. So how about that? Wow. So we can start or with boys the boys tennis uh, sections begin this week. They begin tonight, within like three hours after we talk right now. Boys tennis, it's insane. We're starting. Yes. So do the girl run through the girls brackets here, and then uh, I'll run through the boys. Sounds good. I will run through class three A section four. This will be at Northridge, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Match one. You have Goshen nine five and one taking on Northridge five seven and four. That'll be October fifth, six p.m. Tuesday. Which is obviously the Tuesday, because that's what I just said. And then uh, match two, number 18 pin, 9-7-1, take on Concord. They're 6-9 this year, and that'll be on Thursday at 5. And then match three, Elkhart, 4-1, which apparently that is, not, that is an incomplete record, which would make sense. I don't think they're 4-1, yeah. Yeah, so they, they get the bye, and they'll take on the winner of Goshen Northridge on Thursday night at 7. And then the championship match will happen on Saturday at 7. So should be good. It's a pretty solid. Uh, Penn's Penn's is always solid. They've won like 14 sectionals in a row, so it's going to be tough to beat them. But Goshen's playing well. Northridge is playing with confidence right now. We'll see how they and Elkhart. You know they're not a slouch either. So that top half will be fun to see how it plays out. Concord I think could give Penn a little bit of a game. I don't know if they're going to beat Penn. Penn's really solid. Like, they're just always Penn's good. nine seven one, but they but play high competition. Play absurd schedules. Yeah. You know? So anyway. So. All right. Next one is the uh, 2A sectional 20. At This will be at West Noble. And this will also be Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Match one, we have West Noble, 4, 6, and 2, going up against Angola, 3 and 9, on Tuesday at 5 p.m. And then uh, match two, Wabasee, 1, 11, and 2, will go up against DeKalb, 8, 5, and 1, also on Tuesday, right after that game at 7 p.m. And then match three will be 
on Thursday between those whoever wins those two matches at 5 p.m. And then match four, Northwood, 9-3-1 versus Lakeland at 5-8. and eight. Also on Thursday, right after that game at 7 p.m. And then you will have the championship match on Saturday at 7 p.m. Yeah, if it's not Northwood versus DeKalb in the final, I would be stunned. Yeah. Those, That's my analysis of that one. Those, those, right. those two teams are the uh, clear-cut they, favorites, and I they, would say. They, DeKalb just beat Westview yesterday. Um they're good again. Northwood's always solid. That's a, that is a, that's been the sectional final I think every year for like ever that sectional. If those two aren't in the in the final again, I'd be stunned. So Northwood beats Cal Bueno in the final last year. So okay. anyway, Class One A is an intriguing one. I would say arguably the most intriguing one maybe on the, on our on the girls side. Yes, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Class One A sectional 36. This will be at Westview Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, just like the rest of the games. Yes. Match one, number 12 Westview, 11 and two and three this season will go up against Central Noble, Central Noble, mm-hmm. Central Noble, yeah. six three and three, on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Match two will follow that one with Bethany Christian, four four and three versus Elkhart Christian at three and five at 7 p.m. And uh, the winners of those two matches will face off on Thursday at 5 p.m. And then match four is also on Thursday. Lakeland Christian, 3-7, and seven, versus number 18, Lakewood Park Christian, 7-1-1, at 7 p.m. that Thursday. And then the championship match will be on Saturday at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty high on Westview right now. I'm feeling they're, they have been playing some really good soccer, even though they lost to DeKalb Tuesday night. Um, they're playing really well right now. This falls for them to where I think they, could, they should be in the final probably playing Lakewood Park and mm-hmm. that'll yeah. be a fun matchup and if Westview can get by that they'd have to go on the road for the regional semifinal if they can get through that though they would host a regional final so uh, this bracket sets up well for them Bethany again like I've said it like a hundred times but like that semifinal game if Bethany gets past Elkhart Christian which they beat they beat ECA or though they lost to ECA earlier uh, in the week I believe sorry don't 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 acknowledge quote that. Me. Don't acknowledge that. That didn't happen. I didn't say that. Um, Don't quote me. I apologize for not remembering if Bethany beat Elkhart Christian. Um, but Bethany's one of those teams, like, they're injured. I know they're not at full strength, but they're pesky. They're going to play you hard, and they, they're the defending sectional champ. So it's a tough match for Westview potentially in the second round, but I think Westview's good enough to get past them. West, you beat Bethany 3-0. I know that for a fact on Saturday. Uh, so, you know, obviously hard to beat a team multiple times in a season, but still, West is really solid. I, I'm, I, if I'm going to pick all of our, all these sectionals, probably going to be Penn. I, I like to think Northwoods are going to win, but it's a toss-up with DeKalb, and then I think Westview wins in 1A. Mm-hmm. So, that's my predictions. You got any predictions? I'm just gonna piggyback off yours. Thanks, appreciate the, the it. The favorites, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I know it sounds cheap to pick the favorites, but um, let's run through the boys sectionals. I got this. I got you. Three um, A sectional four over at Goshen Monday, Wednesday, Saturday games. This is where all the all the boys are on Mondays and Wednesdays. Girls Tuesday, Thursday. All finals Saturday. Girls finals are on 7 p.m. Saturday. That's Saturday, October 9th, and the boys are on the 2 p.m. games uh, this year. Over in 
Sectional four at Goshen. First matchup right out of the gate. Why not? Number 14, Northridge versus number six, Penn. They played in the first round last year. Northridge won on a late PK call. Somewhat controversial. Penn was not thrilled by this. It was at Penn, too. So it was, uh, oh, man, it was intense. Northridge was like, we ain't complaining about it. Um, Well, yeah. Michael Michael Whelan buried a PK in like the 90th minute or the 80th minute of the game uh, to win it for them. There was a lot of emotions in that one. Northridge, 10. 5 and 1, Penn 13 2 and 2. 5:30 p.m. Monday, October 4th. Man, get hyped for that one. That's going to be a barn burner. Bring the popcorn, baby. It's going to be a show. Uh, and then right after them, the host minute or the host Red Hawks 6 9 and 1 play Concord 6 6 and 3 at 7:30. Goshen beat Concord earlier in the year, but Concord is playing better right now. Uh, that will be a true toss-up game in my opinion. I don't I don't know who's going to win that one. The winner of those two games will then play in the first game on Wednesday, October 6th at 5.30 p.m. And in the other half of the bracket, you have number eight, Elkhart, against Warsaw. Elkhart 12-1, Warsaw 11-4-1. Another true toss-up matchup. This is the sectional I have talked about for weeks is like the one that's going to be the craziest one. I have no idea who's going to win this thing. All six teams are capable of doing it, even with the sub-500 record. Like Goshen played Penn. Monday or Tuesday night, and it was 4-3. You know, Goshen was right there. Penn won the game, but Goshen was right there pretty much the whole way. Like, it's not totally implausible that they could beat them. Northridge already beat Penn earlier this year, right? You know, Penn beat Elkhart. Goshen beat Concord. Concord drew Warsaw. Like, this is just everyone's played everybody well, and it's going to be a a total mashup. Championship game, October 9th, Saturday, 2 p.m., Good luck predicting that one. I'm not. I'm not even going to put a prediction on that one. I have no idea who's going to win. It's bad. Bad idea. It's. It's. Yeah. It's a bad idea to predict it. Uh, boys, Class Two A, Sectional Twenty at Wawasee. Two games Monday, October fourth. The first one, Garrett, seven and seven. Northwood, six seven and two. The Panthers are playing much better right now. They have maybe figured it out. They had a zero zero tie with Mishawaka Marion, who is very good. They beat Plymouth Tuesday night. Another solid NLC team. Plymouth just beat Northridge over the weekend too, so this is that was a good win for Northwood. Their record says they're not good, but they're playing better. So watch out for the Panthers. They're they're a dark horse here, which is stupid to call them a dark horse. They're the defending sectional champ, defending regional champ. They're a goal away from going to the state championship last year. Uh, second game on Tuesday or that Monday night will be West Noble ten and four, Wawasee four one four eleven and one. Uh, no offense to the Wawasee Warriors. West Noble's going to win that game pretty pretty handily, I think. Um, and that will set up... <laughs> Let's hope you're not That will set up a... <laughs> that'll set up the, the highlight of this sectional. West Noble, potentially, against Northwood, potentially, in the sectional semifinal. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> the winner of the first two games on Monday play each other Wednesday at 5 p.m. in the semi semifinal. If I were a betting man, I would take Northwood and West Noble to be meeting there on that th- Wednesday afternoon. That's going to be a barn burner. That's going to be a fantastic soccer match. I think West Noble will still win. They're just playing so well right now. Sleeping on Garrett. They're seven seven. I'm, I'm not sleeping on Garrett. I've seen West Noble beat Garrett like seven to one this year. So we're. I'm not sleeping on anybody. Uh, uh, and the second match on that side, Angola three and six, Lakeland zero oh and thirteen. Lakeland has scored, I think, like six goals this whole year and given up seventy. So. Um, is that Congrats good? to Angola. I don't know. Is that good? It's not great. Um, Northwood and West Noble should be the sectional final year. That's why. Yeah, I just, but we don't see these things. Draw, we don't see man. these things, right? Um, and then final championship game at Wallace again, uh, October 9th, two p.m. One A sectional thirty five boys Westview hosting 
First matchup on Monday the 4th, Bethany Christian, 4-8, and eight, Prairie Heights, 3-9-1. and one. Uh, At 6 p.m., not 5 p.m. 6 p.m. is the only game that day, so they played at 6. Um, somewhat confident Bethany will win that game. Prairie Heights is kind of struggling. Bethany isn't playing well that well either, but they're better, I think, than Prairie Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, semifinals Wednesday, Westview. Number 16, Westview, 11-3, and three, playing Central Noble, 6-5. and five. And then Elkhart Christian Academy plays the winner of the Bethany Perry Heights game at right afterwards. And then the championship match is also the Saturday, the 9th at 2 p.m. Uh, I would be stunned if Westview does not win this sectional. They are clearly the best team in the field. And uh, this means I jinxed them. I'm sorry. Uh, but if they don't win it, I'd be stunned. That's my, yes. that's my, that's my hot take. So. All right. Yep. Should be fun. Exciting. Soccer next week. Should All be, next should week. Should be a great time. You can't stop. You're going to be dreaming of soccer balls all week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's quickly get through boys tennis and athlete of the week because we got to get out of here relatively soon. Um, boys tennis sectionals begin tonight within hours after we have been taping. So by the time you actually hear this episode, the sectionals will have started. Uh, final poll, Westview was ranked 16th, Northridge 29th. Uh, they are the favorites in their respective sectionals. We have sectionals at Concord, East Noble, Northwood, and Warsaw this week. Um, Concord Northridge, the big one tonight, Wednesday, this Wednesday opener um, over at Concord. Uh, sectional 40 down there at Northwood it appears to be Goshen's to lose. No offense to Bethany, Fairfield, or Northwood. Uh, Goshen's playing well right now. Same thing at 39. Westview, if they don't win that sectional, I'd be stunned. Lakeland, West Noble, West Noble Central Noble, not that strong. West Noble's having a nice year. I shouldn't say that. They're having a nice year. But they lost 5-0 to Westview. I think Westview's going to beat them. East Noble, they're having a nice season too, but I think Westview wins 4-1 over them. And then 52 at Warsaw. I honestly have no idea who's good in that sectional. Wallace's had somewhat of a decent season. Same thing with Warsaw. They play each other in the semifinal Thursday. Final Saturday morning. I don't know if Columbia City, Tippy Valley, or Whitco are any good. I'm not even going to try to act like I know if they're good or not. Um... Maybe Wallace C wins a sectional. Who knows? Um, Go I'm Warriors. Northridge, Westview, Goshen, and whoever wants to win at Warsaw. Those are my picks. So you like Goshen over Fairfield? Yes. Okay. Okay. That could be... I mean, it should be a decent match. That's what I'm saying. North the first Wood. time those two teams... The two times... The, when Goshen and Fairfield played earlier this year, they like were in the middle of the match, and then the weather delayed it. So they had to finish it another day. So it was very strange. Like there was no rhythm to it. So maybe mm-hmm. Fairfield, like if it's a normal match, maybe their play play better. I don't know. But I, I I would be shocked if Goshen doesn't win that sectional. All right. So you'll be shocked if Goshen doesn't win forty. You'll be shocked if Westview doesn't win thirty nine. Westview doesn't win thirty nine. Like something bad happened. Like, and you'll be shocked if Northridge doesn't win. Concord could beat Northridge tonight. I wouldn't be stunned. Okay. But I'm thinking Northridge will win. So. All right. Okay. Athlete of the Week. That's the award we were talking about earlier. Sybil Silson won this week's Scotia News Athlete of the Week voting, presented by Played Against Sports. And uh, Evan, you have some kind words you want to read. uh, First of all, I just want to say that Sybil Silson was uh, very deserving, obviously. Yeah, very deserving winner, obviously. With the state record. She won won the van vote by a comfortable margin, I will say that. I think someone pointed out on Twitter, like, if you don't vote for Sybil, you shouldn't have your votes, like, count for anymore in the future. And yeah. I'm like, that's fair. Like, 
I believe that too. I, I, we won't. We don't want to play favorites in the fan vote, but we. I, I think we were all secretly kind of pulling for Sybil to win it, just because you know, state record. Like, how do you how do you not get athlete of the week without if you don't set the state record, right? Exactly. So anyway, so congrats, athlete to of the Sybil week. Set it by played against sports. The Goshen News Athlete of the Week Award is sponsored by our friends at Played Against Sports. You may never outgrow your favorite sports, but you may outgrow your equipment. Yep. Your locally owned Played Against Sports provides an easy way to sell your quality use sports and fitness gear and get paid on the spot or trade up for what you need now. Not only will you save with affordable used gear, but they also supply the latest new equipment and accessories from the most popular brands. Visit our local Played Against Sports store located right in front of the Concord Mall in the Elkhart slash Dunlap area yep. for all the best deals on sports equipment. Played Against Sports is the proud presenting sponsor of the Goshen News Athlete of the Week. There you go. You did your first ad read, bud. Congratulations. Paper drop. Just dropped it. It was speaking good. Of, speaking of Sybil Stilson, let's go to our interview that we did with the Northwood Girls golf team earlier this week. Talked to the whole starting five and JV player Julie Blosser and coach Adam Yoder as well. Uh, and I got ambushed by B. We had B. some fun. Yeah, B flew in uh, Evan's ear. Riley Kitson killed a B. Uh, spoiler. She just used her hands. It was amazing. I would, actually, not, I would not have done that. It actually was amazing to watch that happen in person. There's no video of this, unfortunately. You have to trust us when we say that this happened. But a <laughs> bee flew by Evan in his ear, and then Riley Kitson like smacked it and killed it, like clapped with her hands and killed it. It was amazing. Didn't get stung, I don't think. I don't think so. So she didn't say that she got stung. So, anyway, yeah. anyway, here's our interview with the Northwood Girls Golf Team ahead of their state tournament. Uh, appearance. And we are now joined on the Goshen News Sports Podcast by the 2021 Northwood Girls Golf Team, fresh off of qualifying for the state meet for the fourth straight season. Ladies, congratulations, and Coach Adam Yoder, too. Congratulations on the accomplishment. Woo! Yeah! All right. Um, what's going to go around the table? Have everyone introduce themselves and um, Adam, you don't have to give away your age, but everyone else can introduce their grade, like, you know, like Austin Huff Sr. or whatever. So let's all go around and everyone introduce themselves. Okay. I'm Adam Yoder. I'm 42. <laughs> uh, Sybil Stilson. I'm a senior. Julie Blosser, senior. I'm Bella Seacrest. I'm a senior. Kira Schrock. I'm a junior. I'm Riley Kitson. I'm a junior. I'm Brianna Goss. I'm a senior. All right. That's the team. And Evan's also here. Evan, say hello. And I'm Evan Leepak. And I'm... Did you say your age? I did not say my age. Well, I'll say my age since Adam did. 26. I am also 26. So uh, we are young. We get it. Um, Yeah. So... Ladies, again, congratulations on qualifying for the state meet. Uh, pretty amazing stuff, which you guys pulled off this weekend. Um, and now that we've all introduced themselves, I guess we'll have uh, we'll start the question asking. Evan, you want to kick us off? I'll take the little microphone here. Yes. Um, Adam, first one's for you. Obviously, you've been a part of a lot of great teams in girls golf over the years. Everyone has a different story. What's this specific team story? Um, you know, for me, there's a little bit of redemption. Um, we, you know, we didn't get the conference last year, so to get all three of our, you know, these are all three of these things at the end, the conference, the sectional, and then obviously finishing regional runner-up, um, well, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, the story of this team really, though, for me, has been how 
much they've continued to just grind it out and try and improve. You know, we didn't have the, the best start to the season by our standards, um, but nobody, there was no panic. Everybody just knew we had to get to work and we had to improve the way we think about things, the way we attack practice, the way we handle ourselves on the course. And, and they've just done such a great job of that. I mean, you look at, I think our two lowest scores of the year came in the two most important tournaments of the year so far. Uh, last week at sectional and um, obviously, you know, last Friday at Noble Hawk, uh, just amazing stuff. I mean, it, you know, to be to be to the point where, you know, Peyton and I were talking earlier in the year, how can we get this team a chance to get to state to it wasn't even a doubt on Saturday we were going to state the way we were playing. So uh, that's pretty cool. That's, that's, that's exciting. Are there any unique aspects to this team specifically compared to some of the other state teams you've had? You know, it, it's weird. Like I, I've said this a lot. Every every season's its its own journey. Um, but this team's had to fight through uh, a lot of stuff: injuries, sicknesses. Uh, we've had to be very smart with with um, how much we practice and and t- taking care of everybody. But everybody's kind of stayed true to the the ultimate goal was for us to be playing our best golf at the end of the year, and, and we've sure done that. There is a bee flying in right now as we're recording this. Um, not ideal. <laughs> Riley's trying to get kill it. a bee. Get it, Riley. This is a podcast first. <laughs> nice. Shut that door. I don't even know how to. I wish we had video of that. That was amazing. Um, wow, that flew in right next to Evan and Bree. Oh, you can't script that. That's going to stay in the show. That was awesome to watch. Uh, <laughs> that was a wow. Um, Wow. Did you get it? Riley got it. Wow. Did you finish your answer? I think it was the end of the answer. Yeah, I was pretty tell. close. They're also very evasive when it comes to dangerous insects as well. Yeah. Uh, unique, unique characteristic of this team. Wow. That was impressive. Um, you know, Riley should get all state for that. Like, that was amazing. That was that's you know that she learned that in basketball I bet you know for sure, for Learn, sure yeah absolutely. all right this next question is gonna be for Sybil so if you want to pass the mic so um, Sybil I found myself kind of muttering to myself like driving back from Kendall Friday night like she shot a 62 like a 62 like it's unreal like I I I got 65 through 11 holes once and I was super pumped like you know what I mean like that's I, I, has it sunk in yet? What you did this past week at the Friday or the regional, breaking that state record and, and shooting a 62 like that? Yeah, no, I definitely don't think it sunk in um, until about yesterday. Um, <laughs> I actually walked off 18s green, and I knew I had obviously played a good round, solid round. Um, but Coach Yoder came down, uh, basically right beside my bag, and asked if I knew what I had shot, and I said no. <laughs> so when he told me, I was pretty like I think I might have just been in awe um but yeah I just I knew I had played a solid round but it definitely didn't sink in what I had done until until you know honestly a day later so and what's your mindset kind of going into it obviously individually you've got a great chance to potentially win state obviously coming off that performance how are you preparing this week and how are you trying to block out the noise and just make sure you're focusing on you know next weekend yeah I definitely think my regional round was a big confidence boost um I felt like it was really the first round this year where I played to my ability um and I think I'll try to go into state with the same mindset that I had at regionals um I'm gonna be try to be confident focused um and take it shot by shot um I think we have a really good pairing on Friday, so I think that's going to be a big um, advantage for not only me, but for our team. Um, and so, yeah, I think I'm just going to 
try to go in and enjoy it and play confidently. Yeah, you mentioned that pairing, which I have written down right here. Mm-hmm. Number six, Hamilton Southeastern. Number two, Westfield. Huh? That's fun. Yeah. This is a loaded state tournament. Obviously, every year you get you should you should be getting the top ranked teams there in theory. But man, every pairing like the and the pairing at the end, number one Evansville North, number three Carmel, number six Homestead to close out the day Friday. That's unbelievable. It's gonna be a good state tournament, I think. So. Uh, all right, question for Bree. So this is now the long pass across the table after we killed a bee earlier. Bree, Bree uh, you obviously are also having a really solid season this year. You put in two sub-80s excuse me, at sectional and regional, committed to Indiana Wesleyan earlier this year. Congratulations for that Thank as you. well. Um, what has been maybe a big key to your success so far this, this year? Just putting a lot of time and effort in my game and just coming out and practicing every day. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, put it a little closer. <laughs> People can hear you, you know. So um, <laughs> have you felt any, like, pressure to be, like, you know, because you and Sybil are kind of looked at as the, the one-two punch to kind of shoot low every round and keep you guys in contention for lack of a better term. That's no disrespect to anybody else. They play well, too. So, like, I can't break 100. I know that. So, um, do you feel that pressure at all? Like, when you're going to a, in a sectional or a regional, like, I got to shoot a certain number or something to help my team win? Definitely in sectional and regional. I knew I needed to play well. Um, I knew I needed to have um, a good score so we could have a good team score and be able to go to state and All right. <laughs> I'm going to ask a question now. This one's for Riley. So we're going to pass the mic over. Riley, this will be the third time you've been in a state final across multiple sports here in Northwood. No one else has ever done that. What does that mean to you personally? I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome in my opinion. Um, it's really awesome, especially since, like, the first state final I was ever in was our basketball state championship. And that one, I couldn't really do much other than cheer on my team there. I wasn't really playing a lot until, I'm going to say, it was one of the last tournaments. It was like either semi-state or, no, it wasn't even semi-state. It was state. That was the first time I got in in the actual tournament. Because sectional, I was going to go in. And then the time just ran out, so it was okay. But it's really awesome, especially since, like, that team was just a cool experience. And it was just a lot of fun, especially now getting down to where your scores actually count in golf. But it's just a lot of fun and a lot of encouragement going through to the state finals this year. Definitely. And obviously it's two different environments, but sorry to put you on the spot, but you have one that maybe means more to you. Do you think this one might mean more to you or a couple of the ones in the past or – um, I think this one especially just because being the number three in golf just kind of like means more like your scores are probably going to count 98% of the time. So just knowing that you especially kind of helped get the team down to the state finals, it just means a lot more. You uh, blame the coach for the lack of playing time in girls basketball? I would. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. Uh, of, of course. If anyone needs the context, Adam Yodoro coach, of course, coached the girls basketball team to a state title and then resigned two weeks later when the pandemic began, which was very rude. Um, I, got, I got that on the record now. Um, we're going to go around the table. This will be a question for everybody. So everyone, we'll start with Bree, I guess, and then work our way around. Everyone will get a chance to answer this question. What was your favorite moment of the season so far? Everyone gets some time to like. Sybil gets a long time to think about it. Bree's got to <laughs> sit here and go right away. Adam, want to start? Adam, we can start with Adam. Yeah, I'll start. Um, favorite the, moment? Two for me. Um, and, and one was, um, 
you know, Bella's gotten some coverage here on winning um, the Mitchell Winger uh, Courage Award from the uh, Indiana Golf Coaches Association, which we're super proud of. Um, the, the day she had, um, I guess both Friday and, but really in, in the Northwood Invitational, where she shot 91 and I had already put Oreo in my car and locked him away <laughs> and had to go get him back out because we won the tournament. And I haven't heard the end of that since from some of these girls. But um, so I don't put him away until we know we've won. That was super special for me, Bill. I really enjoyed that. And then, you know, on Saturday, to see all the hard work these girls have put in over the last two months especially um, come to fruition and how much they've improved uh, was just super special. Uh, I really I really appreciated um, how well they played on Saturday when people thought, ah, they're probably not going to make it out or it's going to be tough or they're definitely not going to shoot what they did last week. They did five shots better. So that was really, really cool. Yeah. Okay, we can, I guess, go to Sybil. We'll go the reverse direction now. So <laughs> Sybil Stilson. Favorite moment of the year? Favorite moment. Um, Other than shooting a 62, breaking yeah. a state record. <laughs> I think yours one might be the easiest of the yeah, answers. Yeah, trying, trying to think of like a team moment, though. Um, I think, like Coach Yoder mentioned, um, our home invite this year um, was our first really big team win. Um, obviously, Bella's, Bella's score really helped us grab the team win um, over Penn. And then, so our... I think it was probably like that week before um, Coach Yoder, Coach Payton made us a bet that if we won and if one of us shot under par, we would be able to go on the on the slip and slide on the sledding hill. <laughs> and then our athletic directors got in on it and said if we did both, then, then they would too. And so uh, the team got it done and um, – yeah, well, we covered both, so uh, we got to all go down, and that was that was a pretty cool moment. That was fun to watch. You guys so slipping, <laughs> sliding down the hill. So, Julie, what's your favorite moment of the season so far? Um, basically just being a part of the team because <laughs> this is my first year. So it was fun being just in a team of good girls and mm-hmm. being able to support them. That's a good answer. Good answer, Bella. Um, last Friday, when we found out we were going to stay, it was so exciting. And I was just so proud of all of us, especially Sib with her 62, because I've seen her since she was little, working so hard. So that was just really exciting to see. Do you, do you ever not smile, by the way, Bella? You're like, you're so much positive energy, man. I love it. <laughs> it's great. It's great stuff. Kira Schrock, what's your favorite moment so far? Um... Shooting, <clears throat> shooting, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> hitting, hitting golf shots, shooting every, below every sh- <laughs> one hundred twice, like yeah. last Friday at regional, mm-hmm. because well, last time I shot a one sixteen and I improved a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I coach mentioned you dropped like what twenty five shots at sectional as well. That's pretty awesome, and that's it's good progress. You can tell it's yeah. you know. Same thing with Riley. I think dropped a lot of shots in the last couple terms compared to last year, of course. Um, I think so. That sounds right. Everyone's looking at me like uh, I don't know, uh, yeah, but yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's yeah. So breaking breaking a hundred a couple times. You, is that is that the goal for this weekend too? You want to try to break a hundred again? Yeah. Okay, Riley. <laughs> Riley, your favorite moment. I don't know what else to. I, I don't have any more follow ups in me. I'm sorry, hey, Riley. Um, my favorite moment of this season, I actually have two. My first one was shooting a 77, which was my first time breaking 80. That was just an awesome experience because that course, like, I had shot in so bad there in the past year. So just kind of, like, go back and, like, attack that course at how I knew how to play. 
um, was just a lot of fun. And even though I was the only one who didn't shoot better on the back, it was fine because I shot a 77. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a sectional at Stonehenge, right? Yeah. Yeah, your mom was telling me that. Riley woke up and she was said she was feeling in her bones or something. Like, I did. I was talking. <laughs> I was to like, you. okay, what? She's Riley was like, or your mom was like, what does that even mean? And I'm like, I, I don't know. You've got to be an athlete, I guess, to figure it. Felt it in the bones and shot 77. So yeah. whatever he felt, it was I right. Was, I was so. just so prepared. Yeah, yeah. You had a second moment. You said, yeah, my second one was senior night, just because I love all these seniors and it was so fun to be able to celebrate it with them. And I thought Kira and I did so good on those gifts. It was so much fun. <laughs> What you? What were the gifts? What did everyone oh get? Um, there was a stuffed animal in there, just kind of like describing them. There was a water bottle in there, and I actually got Sybil the same one as her suitcase without her mom's input, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> um, there was like a cup, and then some of their favorite candies and stuff like that. Wow, that's amazing. So, Bree, we were gonna start with you. Now we're ending with you. <laughs> What's your favorite moments? Uh, moment moments of the season so far. Um, it would definitely be regional, just going down to state. That was so exciting. It was, I was so happy for everyone, how everyone did. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, uh, big question. Uh, this could be for anybody, I guess. Um, you know, we haven't heard from Oreo on Twitter all year. Has that been a strategy? Oh, we gave it to Adam. Adam Yoder's got the mic. Um, we're mi- we've been missing Oreo's uh, constant, uh, you know, encouragement, support. Mm-hmm. Where, where is Mr. Mr. Miss Oreo been? Yeah, uh, you know, Oreo, I actually am the uh, guardian of Oreo. Uh, yes. I have an official adoption letter wow. from the Gauls who graduated in 2000 or after 2019. Uh, I believe they still control the account. Um, uh, I did a little research with the 2019 seniors um, yesterday and was texting these girls some, um, some Twitter links from past <laughs> Oreo tweets and um, silly things we used to do with Oreo, but he's still he's still here. He's just not as active on social media. So, um, you know, unless I I don't, I don't think these guys want me to have access to that account. Um, you know, there's a lot of you know that was that was a that was a fun thing we did with um, with, with that group of girls, and we've definitely carried on the tradition of having Oreo with us all the time. But they took it to a whole new level, and I'm not sure these girls uh, really. Uh, uh, appreciate the greatness of those tweets and how awesome they were. Uh, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure we'll see plenty of alumni down at the state finals this weekend. So you never know. It might get re- reborn. I, I, I do miss the tweets, but mm-hmm. Oreo still being with us was, was huge. You yes. Know? Mm-hmm. I, I think I have to get a picture of, of him, her, every time I'm at a golf meet. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I got my Oreo picture. I'm good to go. He's mm-hmm. he's just chilling there, always on your cart. Right. Um, that's a great tradition, mm-hmm. a good mascot. Is, is he the key is the, the success you guys have had as a program? I see a lot of people nodding in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's they, they think that uh, that's probably the key. You know, I will, I will. I hate to you know call out any other schools, but in two regards here, and I'm going to put it out there for the public consumption. One, I've noticed people are starting to put mascots on their carts. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and we all know we all know where that started. And two. If you'll notice, and I've seen some college programs doing this too, and I never saw this before we started doing it. When teams win or do something special, I see a lot of those jumping pictures. I can see Bree nodding her head over there. It's just steaming like, no, that's our thing. You don't do that. No. Um, so just had to get that off my chest. Trend, but anyway. Trend, trend-setting mm-hmm. program, the Northwood Girls Golf Program. That's sure. right. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we have a serious question to end it. So no more Oreo. Okay. No more Oreo questions. Okay. So fairly serious. serious. I guess Oreo it's as serious. serious as you want it to be. So, I mean, it's big picture for mm-hmm. state. What are some of your hopes and expectations for these girls this weekend, just from you? Oh, for me? Um, I hope at some point during the week when we're down there, they all take a moment to just look around and look where they're at. 
Um, like we always talk about every season's different and every journey's different. And these girls deserve to be there um, as much as any team that we've ever had and any team that's going to be down there this weekend. I just have an immense amount of respect for the young ladies they're becoming. Um, Results-wise, you know, I think, you know, we have uh, uh, one of the top players in the state. There's no question. Um, I think she has a great chance to do something really special this weekend. Um, but I also think sometimes it gets lost um, that we have a returning All-State player who's played well at Prairie View and, and, and can obviously um, – make a run at a pretty high finish out there. Um, I, I'm excited for Riley and Kira and Bella because I know they've all played this course now and the intimidation factor has waned over the last year and a half, which is it's one of the luxuries of going to the state finals every year and getting invited to the state preview every year is for these girls to get a prepare on on, on that golf course. Um, that, that really is exciting for me. I'm excited to see everybody perform. But the great thing about this sport and the worst thing sometimes is that these girls are the ones that have to play their own game sign their own cards at the end um, and accept every shot they take because they're the ones that hit it. Uh, but I think that's great for their growth. Um, last thing, results-wise, you know, I'm sorry, I did know that already. Sybil. Uh, talk yeah. about Sybil winning. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, you know. Team-wise? Team-wise. Um, like, you, know, you look at the field, we're always pretty honest with the girls about this. I think I texted them yesterday. Uh, if we play well, we can finish better than we did last year, which was 12th. I, I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. For us to get into that core group of seven, eight, nine teams, uh, it's going to take something really special from everybody. Uh, but, you know, we've proven we can go down there and finish high. We finished 6th in 2019. Uh, we finished 10th in 2018, So and then 12th last year. So these, these girls have seen it. They know what it takes up, you know, to, to be successful down there. Awesome. Anyone else want to offer there? I mean, we already asked kind of Sybil about her expectations. Uh, anyone else have any final thoughts they want to share? No? Everyone's like, like a hard no. it's looking like a hard <laughs> no. So, uh, well, Ladies, Adam, we appreciate you uh, taking some time to chat with us here at the beginning of this week as you get ready for another state tournament. It's, it is truly remarkable, you know, four straight years going to state. And it's Sybil and Bree, that's a, it's a record for Northwood athletes. And Riley has her own personal record now, three, three across two different sports, which isn't it never happened at Northwood. Obviously, some individuals, you know, in wrestling and things like that, like I'm sure Nate Andrews. and Correct, he's, yes. He's done some things like that. But to be mm-hmm. three team state champion tournaments, championships, whatever you want to call it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, you, and, you know, I think that you – know, I started to interrupt you, Austin, there, but I think what we've done – Don't in interrupt me. Golf, I'm kidding. I think, I think what we've done in girls golf in a one-class system, too, is right. something that if you truly understand high school athletics in Indiana, um, you take a look at the, the, the numbers of teams in the state finals the last four years and their enrollments, uh, and then you take a look at ours. I think that says a lot. Yeah, and obviously Kira, Bella, Julie also. Is, is Julie going to get around down there? Are we going to – I know you sometimes you try to get everyone around or oh, that the sore subject that I opened up a can of worms. No, you did not open up a can of worms. No, 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 no. Julie is uh, Julie is not in the lineup this weekend. <sighs> I'm sorry. That was mean. I didn't mean to ask that question. That was spur of the moment. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's going to be a fun weekend for you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing how you play on Friday and put you guys yourself in position uh, for Saturday. Should be intriguing. So. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for jo- uh, sitting down at this table and joining us. I know we had a fun time. I had a fun time, at least, answering all the questions and asking all the questions. I didn't answer any didn't questions. Answer questions. No, you didn't. Yeah. So um, so that will uh, wrap up this edition of the Ghost News Sports Podcast. Once again, thank you to the Northwood Girls Golf Team for being here. Yay! Everybody. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we will be following you all weekend. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about more uh, how they do, how all the other local sports went this week, and we're going to get ready for uh, sectionals, soccer, and uh, regional tennis. It's unbelievable that we're already kind of there. So it should be fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to everyone then. <laughs>